Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com. And we are recording. Hey, everybody. You know, I don't know about you. I thought I, it was just snowing a little bit more here. I saw some flurries coming down. We got our first snowfall here in about, what, three years. Yeah, it just stopped. I was just realizing, like, my daughter's senior year of high school, 2019, 2018, 2019, she didn't have any snow days. And there were no snow days last year. So um, this is the most snow that we've had in three years. It's kind of amazing. So. It's lovely. I'm very excited because I share a driveway with my next door neighbor and we kind of both kind of wait and wait and wait. And he finally had the plow come in and clear the driveway. So <laughs> I'm all set. That's a score. You won the snow standoff. I'm having the difficulty, the conversation with myself. Is there enough snow to get the snow blower out? I'll bring my dogs into the podcast as I do every week. I had to clear a path on the deck for them to get in and out the door. And I went out and did that. And it's like, you know, four foot square deck. It's not very big at all. But I, I think I almost had a coronary because the snow was so wet and icy and heavy um, that it was really, it was really um, a, a task. So, so that's a yes. So that's a yes to the snowblower, yes. Because I'd like to clear my driveway, but, and I'm probably not going to do it with a shovel, so. Is this a brand new snow blower? Have you been? Oh, no, no. This is 10 years old. And uh, the, the problem is, as you've pointed out, is we don't really get enough snow. Uh, when we get a lot of snow, it's invaluable. But I've probably only used it a dozen times in 10 years. You know, it's not. But uh, I'm sort of eager to get it out because it's kind of fun to run. So, Joe, you have to be careful. I was listening to a um, local television broadcast this morning, and they had their one big tip. And I think it was during Suffolk County Executive Steve Ballone's press conference, and he had the police commissioner tell people that don't put your hands inside the snowblower. Right. So don't do that. That's a Joe, good, don't put your hand in. I, good, I, right. I, I, kind of a, an unspoken tip, but maybe maybe a good thing he said it. it. I don't you think know. it's also wise to don't use your Weber charcoal grill in the house. That's another. Yes. Oh, that's oh good. yeah. That's a good another idea. good tip. Yeah. No, no open flames. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do our introduction so everybody knows who we are. So we have Bill Sutton with us today. Hi, Annette. I'm Bill Sutton. I'm the managing editor of Express News Group. And we have Catherine Manu. Hello, Catherine. Hey, Annette. I'm Catherine Manu, sometimes known as Georgie, and I'm the co-publisher of the Express News Group. And we have Joe Shaw is with us. Uh, yes. Hi, Joe Shaw. Uh, I am the executive editor of the Express News Group, and I just can't help but laugh when I hear Catherine Manu. <laughs> hi, Catherine. Ka- Hi, Catherine. <laughs> That's Catherine. weird. <laughs> yeah. It's on her birth certificate. I don't know. It just makes me laugh. And we have Kitty Merrill with us today. Hi, Kitty. Hi. Well, guess what? My government name is Catherine, too. Really? Um, there you go. I, I'm, yep. I'm Kitty Merrill, and I'm a reporter for the Southampton, East Hampton, 2070 St. Harbor Express. Good. Got them all in there. Good girl. A little bit of, a little bit of something. And my name's Annette Hinkle, and I am the Arts and Living Editor of the Express News Group. And um, it's, it's appropriate that we're talking about all things cold, because today we're going to be talking about 
the polar bear plunge that Southampton does every year. It's, right? Have you guys ever done this plunge? One time. Me too, one time. So how did it go? Would, would you recommend it? One time. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you the time, the time I did it, I, I jumped in and immediately got an asthma attack. Um, yeah, I mean, like it triggered an asthma attack. Um, I, like it was so cold. So I decided there is enough in the world trying to kill me. Especially this year. <laughs> what I do is every year, uh, Andrew Botsford, who was our longtime associate editor at the press and our arts and living editor prior to your tenure at some point, Annette, um, he and I are still buddies and I sponsor him every year because he is, uh, he is somehow oblivious to the cold and able to do it. And he does it every year. So I, he jumps, he plunges for the two of us. Kitty, have you ever done this? I have been to, I, they, they have one in, they have one in East Hampton on New Year's day. That's right. And I have gone to that. I've gone to that one almost every single year, but not as a participant, more as an observer. Well, yeah, gone to. Unfortunately, this year they have announced that they have canceled that event, and the um, East Hampton lifeguards are asking people to donate to the local food pantries, which that plunge, like this plunge that we're talking about today, um, supports. But unfortunately, in East Hampton this year and New Year's there will not be an official polar bear plunge. Well, you know, Kitty, gone to the plunge, been there doesn't really, that's not that. Well. Yeah, watching a showing doesn't count. You have to actually <laughs> get in the water at some point. You have to, have to do it. Oh, no, no, but I was, I was able to write it as if I had been in the water. <laughs> I could paint a picture with words. I've actually been to the one on Coney Island as well. The original one. <laughs> so, so with that, with that, we're also welcome, welcoming today um, our friend Hilton Crosby. Hey, Hilton, how are you? How are you guys? Hilton, so, for our listeners who um, may or may not be um, familiar with Heart of the Hamptons, can you just tell us a little bit about the organization, its history, and what your mission is? Yes. In 1980, a small group of local individuals within the churches of the Southampton village and township got together and recognized a need, and they started a small food pantry. And in 2003, we incorporated into a 501c3 nonprofit to kind of separate from the churches so we could do our own grant writing, have our own bank account. So now we have grown into a food pantry, and we also run a assistance program for people in need in our immediate area within Southampton Township. And we work with many different entities within that assistance as financial assistance for, um, you know, rent relief, utility, basic needs, um, and senior help um, for like mobility access, um, things of that nature. Um, basically, if there's somebody in this area that needs help and we get a call, um, we're going to do the best we can to, at the very minimum, address the issue, if not meet the need. Hilton actually um, is the one that, that organizes and oversees the Southampton Polar Bear Plunge. Um, so this year, Hilton, it was done a little differently. Am I correct in, in that because of the pandemic? The yes. whole format was a little different. You want to tell us a little bit about how, how you mixed it up to, to make it work out this year? Very much so. We were so busy and 
problem solving every day, taking it day by day with the pandemic and like helping so many. And the support that we had already received was tremendous to be able to get us through this pandemic and overactive situation. And basically we were like, well, we have the plunge coming up and what do we do? <laughs> and so we basically just said, listen, like we're an organization that is based on helping people. So if we were to carry on as we would and have a mass gathering, just one person being exposed to the pandemic or something happening would be against what we stand for. So we had to change this thing around. And I give my team and all of our supporters and everything, I give us some of the credit, but it's really this community to me that really made this plunge. Um, we were going into this blind. We were like, we just have to do something. We're so busy. Like, how do we get this done? The plunge though, whereas it normally happens at Cooper's Beach, was a do-it-yourself. That, that was the huge pivot. So people went and plunged on right. their own in costumes or not at different beaches. Right. So we encouraged people to get videos in by the Monday of December 7th. And um, we got a lot of videos in. We got a lot of support from a bunch of people through that effort. And then a lot came in later. And we wanted to include everybody. So we haven't published that video of everybody plunging together. But that's happening tomorrow. And we, um, Matt Rayner from uh, Hampton Osprey has been working with us on our plunge videos for a number of years now. And, you know, he's, he's working on that and had a couple of extra pieces that we did um, at the end of the plunge and adding the parade so that we can put the whole event together um, to say thanks and do it. Uh, one woman, uh, Charlene Cagle, did one at um, Towd Beach and you can just watch her, somebody videotaped her going into the water and, you know, squealing and running back out. That's what people were doing. Right. And so then we organized a parade so that at a certain time, people would start showing up and we would be prepared to distribute hats and things. And so it was mainly like an online effort with a drive through. And it was kind of the anti-event, I guess, when it came to the day of. And um, it was fun. It was amazing. And um, everybody helped us fly by the seat of our pants and we made it happen. So as far as the rules, it doesn't have to be the ocean beach. You can do a bay beach, huh? No. And after talking to uh, uh, Village Ocean Rescue, we kind of like encouraged people to be more creative than just filming themselves jumping in the ocean, just for, for, for sake of, of safety on, on their part and, and, on, and on ours. And uh, the, you know, we got some interesting ones. Some, uh, the ladies of the pond actually jumped into, uh, plunged a big fresh pond. Um, there were the Road K production. They did the beach um, with like a rock and roll theme and GoPro cameras. And um, we had some families that did, um, let's see, there, there was one family that was on vacation in Florida and I think they jumped into a lake. Oh, that doesn't count. Um, oh, that's not good. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it sorry. counts. Not fair. <laughs> as long as they're raising money for home. Yeah, <laughs> it counts. You're right. Going to go to Waikiki and participate next year. <laughs> so, uh, we saw, I saw in the paper that we had on the cover um, a picture of people wearing the Teletubbies costumes, which was kind of fun. So, what were some of the, do people actually go into the ocean with the costumes on? Yes. When we're able to do the mm -hmm. traditional version, yeah. The traditional one, yeah. So, what were some of the costumes that you saw in the parade that were particularly creative, other than the Teletubbies, of course? 
the Epley family always comes up with something very creative every year, which is pretty amazing. Um, the Teletubbies was very, very hilarious and fun. Um, that costume would have fit me very well. Uh, the the other one that's very that's epic to me is the mermaid Jimmy that's Mac. Jimmy and Mac, that, yeah, and, it's and not his Christmas. Husband. It's not Christmas, but mm-hmm. I see Jimmy Mac in the mermaid suit, definitely. Exactly, and his husband Ryan Mott uh, wore wears like a unicorn. I guess you, it's a headpiece, almost like a helmet, and um, they're pretty. Uh, they do some epic stuff. I mean, Brian. Mm um dressed up as kind of like the batman one year and shaved a christmas tree into his chest hair and dyed it green and then the stalk of the tree brown and the top i I believe he had a a yellow star at the top i mean these guys go these guys go commitment yes it is and then we had we had some panda bears um jt welker has been helping us out and his his Sister, who's a Southampton yeah, trustee, so they dressed in panda bears and uh, drove through. Um, we had some elves. We had uh, Richie King was a leprechaun. Um, I'm sure I'm leaving out a tremendous amount of people, but it's fun. I mean, that makes it fun. That was the thing about planning the plunge is you mentioned twofold. I've always thought of it as twofold, too. You have the event, which has become just an enormous part of Christmas in Southampton. And, and I think everybody really looks forward to it. And this is going to be a unique holiday to begin with. It would have been even, would have been a lot sadder. I mean, we, we missed the parade of lights this year. We've had that happen before when we had an ice storm one year, um, but it would have been really sad not to have the plunge this year. But the second part of this is you at Heart of the Hamptons really rely heavily on this as a fundraising event every year, correct? And, and, and this event actually ended up paying off. It definitely did. And I have some exciting news um, that I haven't, we haven't told anybody this. Um, You know, I talked to Kitty for the press article and we quoted that we were over our goal around like 300,000. After doing our math, it's really still settling in my emotions and feelings, but we almost doubled our goal. We raised $480,715. Oh my goodness. That is just awesome. That amazing. And that you were wondering whether you were going to hit anything. We were fretting that we weren't even going to be able to do anything. Yeah. What does that say? What, are, what does that yeah. say? About people care about people. That's what that says to me. It, it means that we are here. People trust that we are here to help people. We do a good job of it. And people want to support those efforts. And that folks are supporting other efforts with other food pantries as well. I mean, I think it's a new movement, which is wonderful, especially given what we're facing, because we wouldn't be able to do it without this magnitude of support. The number of people that that you serve has just grown exponentially during the pandemic, correct? Yes, it has. What are you up to now? We've welcomed 850 wow. new families. That's just new families. That's right. Wow. So in total, we're serving just over uh, 1,200 families currently. Um, with the food pantry. Wow. How many last year? Last year, um, unduplicated, we've re- we did about 380 families. So, so it's about three times. It's at least tripled, yes. We say that the demand for our services is 300%, and that's factual. And it even goes over during, like, the first outbreak of pandemic when we were all shut down and 
nobody could work. We were at like 400. Per, it was it was insane. It's weird to even say these numbers. And the, what we have grown into is to understand how important we have become um, within this pandemic and, and not just Heart of the Hamptons, but the other entities that are within social services and human services. And that growth is happening and that attention that we exist and we're not just a town of affluence playground. We are kind of that, you know, and we are, we are a wonderful place of refuge. And I think that refuge from this pandemic created a relationship but between the tale of the two cities of this community and it's a beautiful thing and it's great that people are communicating we're supporting each other and um, we're making it happen for this community you are seeing a great deal of support from people who are not typically out here during the winter time. Some of our second homeowners have seen what's going on and heard what your message is and what your work is. Tell people about what happened with the CNN reporters. Oh, right. Chris Cuomo and Don Lemon. Yeah, so um, Chris is a family friend of my wife's and, and the Cuomos are, and, and I'm, I've fished with Chris often. Um, I try to teach him how to do it. He struggles, um, but you know, we make it happen. and. So in that same vein, Chris and I worked together um, throughout the time that I've, I've been director of Heart of the Hamptons. And Chris has been an undercurrent of support for me in that he's an attorney. Um, he's a smart man and his family is very involved in nonprofit and just helping people. And um, he has really helped uh, me within my growth as a director of this organization. And then you know, we've been friends and he's like, how can I help? How can I help? And then, you know, during this pandemic, he and Don Lemon brought up part of the Hamptons, said some nice things about us. And then the next day or two, he called and he said, hey, just walk around the food pantry and film what you're doing and talk about what you're doing and what your need is. More than 50 million Americans are going hungry. We haven't seen anything like it since the Great Depression. It's a struggle that we're seeing everywhere, all over the country, even in your backyard, even in mine. Let me show you something. In the very church where Christina and I got married, okay, in that basement is where Heart of the Hamptons does its work. It's a nonprofit organization in Southampton where uh, we got married, where we lived for so many years. Uh, volunteers work it, and they've been hit with waves of need, the likes of which they'd never seen. The executive director for Heart of the Hamptons sent me a video. I want you to see the work they're doing. The music in the background, it's all part of their just keeping There's spirits so much up. There's a need out here that um, we are having to purchase a tremendous amount of food. Previous to pandemic, we were serving about 350 um, unduplicated households. And then now we are serving 1,100. So we've seen a 300% increase in demand for our services. We have not had to turn anybody away that has come for food just yet. So the important thing is that we need the funds to be able to keep up this pace for our community. And the folks that are getting this food are- I love that. That's my brother from another, Hilton Crosby. Can't fish worth a damn, but because he's always working, doing God's work in our community. And I'll tell you what, there are people like him all over this country. So learn more about how you can help. You can go to their website, heartofthehamptons.org. It was a wonderful thing. Well and it gave this area attention that there are people here that are in need. And this is an area that gets overlooked in that way because 
there's some feeling or whatever, just because there are people of affluence does not mean that we have osmosis to their bank accounts. That was a significant part of our plunge as well. Uh, it, the Don and Chris have a, a large, massive um, national following. And we got, you know, donations from California, Arizona, Washington, Kentucky, um, Texas, like all over the nation in support of us um, through what Chris said and a lot of comments and, and people that I fielded phone calls with. And it just, it was another motivational um, warming thing about humankind and all of the negativity that's going around with politics, the pandemic, people arguing, there's just a lot of frustration and anxiety and ten tension out there. And it was kind of a break in that. Local support comes from the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Cordoraro. In these trying times, working full-time for their clients and the public interest, providing strong advocacy and attentive counsel, be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com Well, except that Chris did take a shot at you uh, and your fishing ability. And I was going to say, this is your chance to, to, uh, to repay him on that. When you can just tell us honestly about the kind of fishing prowess that Chris Cuomo shows, I think this is the chance to set the record straight. He's gotten better. He's gotten better equipment that we can use to get to the spots, but I still have to tie the knots. He only does one <laughs> knot. He's working on that. You know, it's, it's those big hands or whatever is going on. He's thinking about his biceps and can't get the knot tied. <laughs> I didn't realize Don Lemon did a shout out too. That's nice. And, and Hilton, perhaps you might like, like to tell us about some of the plans for the future because you're moving, you're moving, you're hoping to move and you have a new spot where you're gonna be. We are in the basement of the Sacred Hearts School Building or Parish Hall uh, on Hill Street. And we are, we are in, we are like this close to signing the license agreement with the village. Um, we're just finishing those negotiations. The, the, the year end kind of got pushed all that kind of back, but we're there, we're gonna be, um, renovating the 44 Meeting House Lane Ambulance Building. And we have plans for those renovations and we're working with uh, Ben Chaliff um, as our um, architect working with the plans and we're working with you know, the, the village mayor and trustees and we're working with the building department. Um, we've also uh, started a, uh, a process to build a capital campaign with a group that um, is familiar with the local area and has worked with local organizations and is actually working with the hospital to raise money for the new hospital. And um, I think we're gonna, we're gonna be able to pull this off and we're trying to do it as quickly as possible. Um, all of our staff and volunteers backs are sore. We're 12 feet in a basement. So every case of food that we, every item of food has to be picked up, put in here, picked up again, put somewhere and then picked up and taken out of here. Um, the new space being on ground floor will make it so that we can drop deliveries, wheel it into the facility and distribute accordingly without so much labor, which will be, make things so much more efficient and so much more welcoming 
for all types of volunteers. Um, right now, we need people with strong backs. And the goal with all of this is to make it so that our services are sustainable and heart of the ha for this community and Heart of the Hamptons is here. And, you know, the Hilton Crosby's of the world that run this and captain this for the community will come and go, but Heart of the Hamptons will always be here if, if I can do anything about it and, and our board and this community as a whole. We have a tremendous amount of support. Here's, here's hoping next year we, we go back to a normal plunge uh, with the big crowds and, and you know, uh, the chilly waters and all of that. I, I think it's, it's such, a, such a great tradition now. Um, I'm looking forward. Have you ever done it, by the way, Hill? Me? Every, yeah. Every year. You're in. Yes. Year. Okay. We did it. I did it this year, too. It's, it's in the, uh, I guess I just was spoiler alert from the video that we did. Uh, you have any tips for people who do this? Wear because, shoes. Yeah, that's a great tip. That's the only tip. Just wear shoes when you're in the water and when you're out of the water. Just for and it's, it's worse coming out. That's that was the tip that I got the the one time I did it that ended up being a, a really good tip was the the cold sand on your feet is painful when you're coming out of the water. It's the worst part of it. Yeah. Even with shoes on, you just don't expect it. That cold just comes right through. And when I when I did it, I I didn't feel cold coming out. I mean, my my body, um, but but the feet. I mean, it's just you're just running trying to get off that that sand because it's just like ice. I think also be careful of the costume that you wear in because I could just see it pulling you down to the bottom like an anchor. Yeah, but that's that helps keep you warm, Annette. I mean, that was I I wore I wore sweats and I think I had an old robe that I wore and I had three or four layers and. I'm talking more about chicken suits here, you know, like oh, chicken fluffy. suits, rubber suits. Yeah. I I just see all that down, like taking you down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there, there've been some really good ones. I have to say, it's a, it's just such a fun atmosphere. Uh, so I, we missed it a little bit this year, but I think these videos uh, are really going to help scratch that itch a little bit this holiday season. Because mm. for sure, and yeah. we've got, we're gonna, we're gonna put those out there uh, tomorrow. We're just gonna kind of get them in the right order, and so that you know everybody can see. And it's such good news that you had such a successful event and congratulations for that. Making that point too, we, we are running our holiday campaign called the Holiday Express and we're, we've got four local charities that are gonna benefit splitting that and Heart of the Hamptons is one of those four charities. Yes, thank you. It's been successful beyond what we had hoped this year as well. We're approaching $10,000 total. We're gonna keep it going right through Christmas. So we hope to, to top that total if we can. If anybody wants to help out, you can obviously donate it to Heart of the Hamptons through your website online it's easy enough to find but you can also go to gofundme and find the holiday express gofundme page we are dividing that money up to four local charities including heart of the hamptons so that's another way you can go help but congratulations i think that's great it's it's very uplifting to see the community helping each other out at a time like this it is right i mean it's just it's what you know community is about and it's very heartwarming it's very motivating for us all and we need more of it in our lives because we're not able to get together we're all experiencing some type of strife this Christmas season. And now more than ever, I think communities can have an understanding of what it, it, uh, to be without. Thank you so very much. Thank you to the Southampton community and to everybody that supports us in every single way that you do. Happy holidays. So who's going swimming now? Not me. <laughs> Not today. No, we should all make a commitment to go next year.
We should do a team and go next year. That would be fun. That's a good idea. I want to go wash my hands and hair and face in snow. Oh, is that the song that you hate? As the song goes, which is the most ridiculous <laughs> lyric I've ever heard on a Christmas book. I love snow. Love snow. <laughs> do not like that song. 27 Speaks is sponsored by the law firm of Toomey, Latham, Shea, Kelly, Dubin, and Corderaro. Strong advocacy and attentive counsel. Be well advised. SuffolkLaw.com Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. Listen to Judy's weekly show, Jazz Inspired, airing on an NPR station near you, or go to jazzinspired.com. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27east.com, and sagharborexpress.com. Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.